Well, good morning. If you're in grades 6 through 12, you're dismissed. Yay! Oh. (laughs) I teased them last time that I'd try not to, uh, I'd try to keep them awake. I don't know if I succeeded or not, but uh, hopefully it's a a word from the Lord, right? (laughs) Well, good morning. How many of you were hashtag blessed this last week? About 12 of you. All right. Awesome. Anybody hash, use hashtag blessed on social media? Few of you, not big fans of social media. That's okay. But if you're on there, right, you should be, should be using it for good. Um, you know, how many of you were hashtag blessed after that awesome worship music? Amen. Thank you, worship team. I know I was uh, hashtag blessed by the Father's Heart Tour uh, this last Wednesday night. How many of you were able to make it to that? Or Yeah, a couple of you. Um, or watch it online. We did stream it, uh, but if you go looking for it today, you won't find it. Um, that film is actually not even out yet for public distribution. It will be. Uh, they are going to release it. Um, noblefilmhouse.org, I believe, is their website. I, uh, Bridge Church has a post about it. Uh, just go on our Facebook, and you can find their website if you want to purchase that when it's available. But it's not even out yet. And we got to watch it early. We got to be hashtag blessed early. And so due to that fact, um, we did not, we streamed it at the moment uh, on Wednesday night, but we did not keep that video for copyright reasons. We had the creators of the film right here. <laughs> and so thank you, uh, Caleb and Aaron, for letting us stream it, but they did ask that we not keep it online since it's not available yet. But it was still a blessing. So uh, just keep those guys in your prayers. Uh, they're continuing to tour uh, to talk about the love of the Father. So for those of you who are new this Sunday, welcome. But you're probably wondering why I keep saying hashtag blessed. (laughs) If you haven't been with us the last two weeks, we've been talking about the blessings of God and being hashtag blessed. There it is. Today is part three, the finale of a series, hashtag blessed. And a hashtag is that symbol up there. To me, I call it a pound sign because I'm old. And when you type that into a social media platform, Whatever you start typing after that, pound sign, hashtag, whatever you want to call it, it will start suggesting hashtags for you, okay? So it's not just hashtag blessed. You can be hashtag happy or hashtag father's heart tour was awesome or hashtag Jesus rocks or hashtag striving for attention, etc., etc. because I think that's what hashtags really are. But we are focusing on the blessings of God and being hashtag blessed. The first week we talked about how we are all hashtag blessed because our sins are forgiven. If you missed that one, it's online, but basically you're blessed because your sins are forgiven. We read in Romans 4.8, it said, blessed is the one whose sin the Lord will never count against them. And since salvation is a free gift from God that anyone can have, that includes everyone. And then last week, we talked about Jacob in the Old Testament and how to pursue God's blessings. We talked about how God wants to bless us and how we shouldn't shy away from that. We shouldn't count ourselves unworthy. If you're a child of God, then you are hashtag blessed. And so today, as I close out a series, I want to focus on how we 
wait on God. Specifically waiting on the blessings of God and the blessings from God. And it's easy to go online and hear success stories of people who didn't just get lucky, but they, they worked hard uh, to get where they are, right? Just this week, I was listening to a podcast where the, the guest on the podcast started out as a waitress and ended up building a cosmetics company that she sold for $1.2 billion cash. That's billion with a B. Some of you are thinking, that's a lot of money. Some of you are wondering what kind of podcasts I listen to. Just to set the record straight, and I recommend it, uh, Craig Groeschel, who is a, he's a pastor of Life Church, I think, in uh, Oklahoma. He does a leadership podcast, and he interviews all types of people, uh, so it's not always cosmetics, okay? I'm not interested in cosmetics. Uh, it's great if you are, nothing against them, but I don't care. Her, <laughs> her story was awesome, though, but it took time. And it took sacrifice. She did not become a billionaire overnight. We love hearing success stories, but we do tend to glaze over the sacrifice to get there. And deep down, we all know that it takes time. It takes waiting. So let me ask you a question. How long do you have to wait after becoming a Christian, after becoming a born-again believer, how long do you have to wait before you start receiving blessings from God? A month? A year? However long it takes to become good enough or worthy to receive blessings? I've seen people go decades. I've seen people go their whole lives without seeking the blessings of God. And therefore, they don't see God's blessings in their lives. They sit, they simmer, they wait on God to bless them. We need to be like Jacob talked about last week, pursue God and his blessings. Because if you are seeking God and his will, how long does it take for God to bless us? If you're praying and you're asking for God's blessings, it's not a waiting game. Salvation is the greatest blessing you will ever receive by God. The promise of that death no longer has a hold on you and that we will get to go to heaven, see God face to face like we just sang about, be with God for all eternity is the best assurance anyone could ever ask for or receive. And just a reminder, that's still free. It was free last week. <laughs> it's always been free. It's always has been. But God doesn't stop there. He's a good, loving God. He didn't just die on the cross for the forgiveness of the whole world and then leave and say, all right, I set you guys up. We're square. You're good. You can come home to me eventually, but you're not getting anything else. No. God wants to keep giving out blessings upon blessings upon blessings. He then sent his Holy Spirit to live and dwell in, in all people. Galatians 3.14 says, He redeemed us. There's a sermon right there. <laughs> we could stop right there. But he redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham, who we talked about last week, might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Now Gentiles in that verse, Gentiles are just anyone who is not a Jew. 
They're non-Jews, okay? So remember, Abraham was the grandfather of Jacob. And God promised that all peoples, all peoples would be blessed through their offspring. That's both Jews and non-Jews. All people. Okay? Paul is writing to these born, he's writing to Christians. He's writing to born-again believers in Galatia. But most of them were Jews. But they had come to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. But having grown up Jewish, they, a lot of these believers brought with them uh, Old Testament law and regulations of what it meant to be a good follower of God. But they crossed the line. There's nothing wrong with that. But they crossed the line. They became judgmental, and they even became condemning of their non-Jewish believers because they were receiving the blessings of Abraham and Jacob. And these Jews were saying they didn't deserve them because they weren't in the heritage, they weren't in the lineage of Jacob and Abraham. Paul is screaming at these guys. Those blessings of Abraham are for the non-Jews too. Read your Bible. It's right there in Genesis is what Paul is saying. It's right there in Genesis that those blessings are for all people. And who do the blessings come through? It's right there. Paul calls it out. Christ Jesus. Who? Jesus and Abraham? Jesus, uh, Abraham was Jesus's great, 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 great. I'm not going to say them all, but it's about 40. 42 generations you can trace Abraham to Jesus. It's right there in Matthew 1 if you need some good reading of so-and-so begat so-and-so begat so-and-so begat so-and-so begat so-and-so. All right, I'll stop. You might want to check it out. But this blessing comes through Jesus Christ, which is in the lineage of Abraham, so that by faith, by faith, we might receive the blessing of the Holy Spirit. How cool is that? Just to reiterate, by faith. It's not by earning. It's not by working hard. You can't buy it. Okay? We receive they're by faith that we receive blessings and salvation from God. And then Paul says, so that. And that's like a pivot statement, right? He's talking about Abraham and the promised blessings of how it's both for Jews and non-Jews. And then he says, so that, what? So that we might receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. And this, to me, is the second most uh, best blessing that you can receive from God. And spoiler alert, it's free too. <laughs> so many born-again believers never tap into this, and it really makes me sad. Because the blessings of Abraham through Jesus Christ are given to all peoples and are hashtag blessed to receive the Holy Spirit through faith. So here it is. Title of my message is, What Are You Waiting For? What are you waiting for? I don't believe it's a waiting game. God is not waiting for you to pass check marks or goals or certain tests to receive his blessings. We have to wait for so much in this life, don't we? We have to wait till we're old enough to drive, legally, 
<laughs> I had to learn moving to Idaho. There's a lot of people who don't follow that. But legally drive. We have to wait till the newest, coolest iPhone comes out that we want so bad. We have to wait till dinner is ready. We have to wait till payday. We have to wait till it's the weekend. We have to wait, this probably happened this morning, you have to wait till that gosh darn red light would just turn green. <laughs> we have to wait till it's our turn in the line at the coffee shop. We have to wait till that movie comes out that we want to see so bad. They released a trailer for Kenobi this week. Oh my gosh. Till, we have to wait till Pallets of Love goes live on Facebook for another food giveaway, huh? <laughs> we hate waiting. Maybe you don't. I do. We hate waiting. And I don't think that's an American thing. I think that's a human thing. We don't like to wait, but we have to wait. I worked in a medical clinic for a few years, and I learned a lot of valuable lessons about people um, that were beneficial before becoming a pastor. And I'm not saying anyone here does this, but people hate waiting at the doctor's office. And I get it. You arrive 15 minutes early because we told you to. And then you have to sit and wait for 45 minutes, so you're taken back half an hour after your appointment time just to see your doctor. I get it. <laughs> Lost count of the times that as someone checking people in, I got yelled at for the wait times like I had any control over it. But one of my favorite Christian punk rock bands, and I did say Christian punk rock bands, was named, uh, this band named Stellar Cart. I don't know the story behind that. I should have looked it up if there even is one. But uh, they wrote a song called Always Waiting. And by the way, we need more Christian punk rock bands. There are far, <laughs> too few and far between, especially ones that are good. So, Bob, get right on that. <laughs> In this song, they sing about how we are always waiting for something better to come along. They sing this, Looks like the skies are clear and you hope that it would rain, but when the clouds appear, you want the sun again. Always waiting for tomorrow, always waiting for the new to come around, still waiting for the grass that's greener and always waiting for anything but now. Sound like anyone you know? <laughs> How many of us are sick and tired of the snow? How many of you will miss it when it's gone? You can be both, by the way. <laughs> Don't worry, you won't have to wait long if <laughs> you're going to miss it. But they end the song with this. They sing, here's why you never find peace of mind on your own. You can't be content when you live in tomorrow. God is the one you should be looking for. God is the one you should be looking for. You're not waiting on God when you're focused on him when you're seeking him and wanting to walk in his will. Luke chapter 11, Jesus said this. He said, So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Ask God for his blessings and he will give them to you. Jesus doesn't say that you have to wait six months or have a passing test score. Jesus says everyone who asks receives. 
As born-again believers, we should be asking for blessings in accordance with the will of God. Continuing on, Jesus said, Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The Holy Spirit is one of the best blessings that followers of the Lord Jesus Christ can receive. And Jesus is speaking plainly here to the people. Um, You know, there are fish that look like snakes. Okay? He's not just making up these weird analogies. And there's actually white scorpions that can roll themselves into a ball. And they look like an egg. He's speaking plainly. He's not just making stuff up. Because when you first read that, I don't know about you, but I've never seen a white scorpion. So I didn't know they could roll into a ball. He's speaking plainly. He's speaking in a way that these people will understand. Now, I debated getting a snake and putting it in a shoebox and giving it to my kids and filming their reaction for a sermon illustration, of course. Pearl, do we have that video? Oh yeah, I didn't do it. All right. I didn't actually do it. If I did, you'd be watching it right now and it'd probably be pretty hilarious because I know their reaction, what my kids' reaction would be. But our Father in heaven will give us the good gifts if we just ask. God wants to hashtag bless us. What are you waiting for? We need only ask and we will be given the Holy Spirit. And we just sang, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Jesus promised that the Holy Spirit would come on all believers who ask. But why? Why do you need or why would you want the Holy Spirit? I'm glad you asked. Galatians 5, through 25 describes the fruit of the Holy Spirit. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. I love that last verse. Let us keep in step with the Spirit. What does that mean? It means to be loving, joyful, peaceful, patient, kind, good, faithful, gentle, and have willpower. I've met people who aren't believers, and they Sometimes I've met people who exhibit one or two of these uh, characteristics to the point where it's very apparent that they are very loving or they are very kind. But it's amazing to me because they can't achieve and maintain these without the help of the Holy Spirit. You can try to be loving on your own, but you're not going to make it. (laughs) You can try and be patient, but your patience is probably going to wear pretty thin, pretty quick. You might have the willpower, but where's the line when you're pushed over the edge and given to temptation? 
And the Holy Spirit helps us in all these things. Okay, this isn't a, a pick and choose. I've seen all the analogies of the fruit of the Spirit and where they pull out an apple and say, this is love, and they pull out a banana, and they say, this is joy, and they pull out a pineapple, and they say, pineapple is peace. I don't know why pineapple is always peace, but whatever it is, I have no idea. But you don't pick and choose which attributes you want and which ones you don't or that you don't think that you need and you want to neglect them. All of these are the fruit of the Spirit. Not fruits with an S. The fruit. How many of us want to be more loving? I love my friends. I love my wife. But I could sure do better. She's sitting right here. She'll tell you I'm not perfect. <laughs> we could all do better. Holy Spirit, I pray, help us to be more loving. How many of us want to be more joyful? I can attest to the Holy Spirit will help you maintain the joy of the Lord even through difficult and stressful situations. But I cannot do it on my own. On my own, <laughs> speaking to myself, I'm not always joyful. You might think, but you're a pastor. Yeah, well, I'm human too. <laughs> I am not always joyful. I can be a nervous, stressful mess. Holy Spirit, help us to be more joyful in all circumstances. How many of us want to be more at peace? I love this one right now. It's a peace that doesn't make sense. It's a peace that transcends all understanding. It's a peace that covers all possible reason and stress and worry. Holy Spirit, help us to be more at peace despite our situations. How many of us want to have more patience? More patience with our jobs, more patience with our spouses, more patience with our friends, our neighbors, more patience with ourselves. Holy Spirit, please help us to be more patient. And how many of us want to be kind? God is kind. God is so kind. He is so kind to give us salvation. And he is so kind to be willing to pay the price so that we don't have to. Not that we ever could if we tried. So Holy Spirit, please help us to be more kind like our Heavenly Father. And how many of us, wanna, uh, how many of us want to be good? Not just passively good, but have deliberate discernment into what is right and what is wrong and to stand up for what is good. Holy Spirit, help us to do and be good. How many of us want to be more faithful? It is by grace you are saved through faith. And so we want to remain faithful to God, that our faith would not waver or falter, so that we can grow in and have a deeper relationship with God, our Father, and share that faith and love with others. So Holy Spirit, help us to be more faithful. And how many of us want to be gentle? A gentle word of correction is better than harsh rebu rebuke, is it not? I had uh, someone come to me last week, actually, and they were worried about what they were going to say, but they had, I call it constructive criticism. Some people view it as negative feedback. I don't like that. It's constructive criticism when they come to you with a gentle word that I 
probably needed to hear because it's been stuck in my brain thinking about it and going, okay. And this person came to me and was worried about how I might take constructive criticism because if you've ever given anyone any kind of feedback, you know that sometimes they can react very differently. But they said it in such a gentle way. So thank you for that. Being gentle helps us avoid quarreling, especially with other believers. So Holy Spirit, please help us to be more gentle. And last but not least, everyone's favorite. How many of us want to have more self-control? The willpower to say no to cravings that lead us to look away from God. The determination to say no to sin that may have ensnared us for weeks, months, or even years. The resolve to say, enough is enough. Get behind me, Satan. To anything that hinders us from falling more in love with Jesus our Savior. Holy Spirit, we beg you to help us resist temptation and sin. To give us strength to have self-control and endurance. To do your will. So what are you waiting for? Be praying today and throughout the week that the Holy Spirit would help you. That his fruit would manifest itself in and through you. Does the Holy Spirit stop there? No. I wish we had time we could dive deeper into the gifts of the Holy Spirit because they are all awesome. They are all awesome because God does awesome things. God does awesome things. I was just sharing the other day with the worship team. This isn't in my notes, so I have to open my Bible. About how God does awesome things. Most of you know this. Some of you might not. We're looking, we are actively looking for a senior pastor, okay? We aren't just sitting around doing nothing. We have a pulpit committee. They are awesome. They are working to find someone who's awesome. And I'm saying awesome a lot on purpose. But in Isaiah 64, if I get to the right page, says this, For when you did awesome things that we did not expect, you came down and the mountains trembled before you. For when you did awesome things, God is doing awesome things. God is doing awesome things in the bridge church. God is doing awesome things through the pulpit committee. God is doing awesome things in your life. Because you did awesome things, God, that we did not expect. We're walking, yes, there's going to be tough times searching for a senior pastor. There's going to be tough days. But God has something awesome planned. It's exciting. Okay? In 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 12, Paul lists out several gifts of the Holy Spirit. Words of wisdom, words of knowledge, faith, healing, miraculous powers, prophecy, discernment of spirits, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues. And in Romans chapter 12, Paul talks about even more gifts of the Holy Spirit. He mentions prophecy again, serving, teaching, encouraging, generosity, leadership, and mercy. Those are all pretty awesome gifts. And I realize that some of these gifts may have been abused throughout the years. You hear one of these gifts and it just puts a sour taste in your mouth because you've seen it abused. It does happen. 
But can I just encourage you to understand that when these gifts are used the way God intended, when it is truly the Holy Spirit working in and through someone, these gifts are awesome. It's awesome when someone gets supernaturally healed. It's awesome when the Holy Spirit speaks through someone to encourage or get a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge or a gentle word of correction. <laughs> it's awesome when miracles take place and they still take place today. As the worship team comes back up, what are you waiting for? Not just the worship team, all of you. <laughs> what are you waiting for? <laughs> 1 Peter 4.10 says, Each of you, that's everybody by the way, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Whatever gift you have received. Paul tells us to eagerly desire the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So whatever gift you have received, whatever gift you have received, Use it to hashtag bless others. Because God has hashtag blessed you with that gift. Maybe you don't know what your gift is. I've been there. You asked Jesus into your life five years, five months, five minutes ago. You are sealed with the Holy Spirit when you do that. But you don't, maybe you don't know how he is working in and through you. Find a friend Find a family member, someone who knows you, and ask them how they see the Holy Spirit in you. You'd be surprised what people can see that perhaps we just are blind to ourselves. We can't recognize it ourselves. But what are you waiting for? Be hashtag blessed right here, right now. Pray for the Holy Spirit to come and enter in. I'm realizing the more we sing this song, Holy Spirit, that every line is my favorite line. But my favorite, favorite line is probably, let us become more aware of your presence. Let us become more aware of your presence. There's no more waiting. If you're unaware of the Holy Spirit moving and gifting and producing fruit in your life, then make this your prayer. Let us become more aware of your presence.